This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You're about to enter the giggle zone, baby. Valpolicella Rapasso is a wine made with the dried uh, dried grapes that you've used to make Amarone. Um, these grapes, once they're taken out of the Amarone, they're then re-fermented uh, in, I believe, more, more grape juice. Uh, and then you get this uh, rather nice uh, wine. It's pretty good. If you don't, if you don't chill it, yeah. So it has something of the uh, something of the um, ripassato nature of an amarone, the rich uh, chocolatey sweetness, um, and the red flavors of red grapes, um, but a bit lighter and with not such heavy a price tag. That's what they say. It tastes like red wine, um, but it's nice. There we go. That's the start of my recording record now i have also started my recording that dang record button and i'm putting my voice on the internet for everyone to hear and to think about and to jack off to if necessary i don't mind wow wow we're all jacking off right now i'm doing a jeffrey <laughs> tubin that's true yeah yep welcome welcome <laughs> to the new york times <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the new york times podcast I'm this is NPR. <laughs> Are you jacking off right now, listener at home? Wherever Could you happen you to be, in your car, in your room, maybe a even workplace. just a workplace, maybe even just washing the dishes at your parents' house on a Sunday evening. Stop what you're doing. Put your hand on your penis. Give it a little bit. <laughs> Give it a little bit of a tug. Give it a little bit of a tug. Does that feel good? I'm happy for you. The world is full of beautiful things, and I want you to never forget that. Listeners, this is lie, NPR. Listeners, lie down on the floor. Find your nearest no, coarse rug. Hmm, <laughs> get that carpet. Don't Put it do under it. you. No. Preferably one of those ones made of rags tied together with like string. You know the ones? Mm, a rag uh, rag. Very textured. Oh, yeah. Textured, rough, but also kind of soft. Mmm. How are we? How are we doing Yummy. today, gang? How are we all feeling on this on this bountiful Tuesday, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's your answer. That says it? it all. <laughs> what day is it? Who am I? Yeah. Struggling uh, through. I had Struggling. a very stressful day at work, uh, where I didn't actually produce any work and merely tried to ameliorate people's feelings. Uh, and solve problems that are unsolvable by me. Uh, and now I'm drinking chilled red wine, so that's that's how it's going. Drinking too cold red yeah. wine. I mean, the, sounds kind, the wine sounds nice. Yeah, yeah it shouldn't be this chilled. chilled. That sounds like that sounds like a normal work day for me. <laughs> oh no! Uh, whenever I, <laughs> it's it's it really like whenever I actually go into the office, I'm like prepared to not do any work because it's just gonna be like complaining uh, mm-hmm. and listening to other people complain about like about basically just one guy. Let's be honest. There's always oh, no. one um, guy. Yeah, <laughs> the, the classic Dwight character. Am I right, office in fans? My, in my office, I'm yeah. the guy. <laughs> I like to think I am the guy. In my office, it's like every single lawyer. Um, I think most people like me. 
And I, I thought everyone liked me, but then I went to my leaving drinks yesterday and like everyone was like, oh, I'm a bit busy or I feel, feel that well. Up, yeah, it was yeah. just me and like three other people because everyone else oh. was like in Newcastle or whatever. And they were like, oh, we have the card, but like we haven't really like sorted it out yet. And they're like, oh, oh no. we haven't like, mm. you know, we got a present, but it's not really arrived. And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself, first of all. Oh. <laughs> I hate all of you, and I'm never talking to any of you again. And that's my feelings on my on my current. Oh, I'm sorry, Chaz. Work. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It just means it was it was good to leave, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would be worse if like everyone had showed up and you 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 all had a big crying session. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. I did cry when and I got it... home, but for other reasons. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was drunk. But um, the point point is that fuck that, fuck them. I'm going. I'm going to my new work. That's probably going to also be terrible, but in a fun, new, interesting way. So, yeah, it's all looking up for Chaz. It's a big transitional (laughs) stage in my life. This has been a very stressful Mm -hmm. week. We've got a whole new series of like Chaz erotic fixations coming down the pipe that none of us know about, (laughs) but they're coming. That's right. There's so many coworkers who I'm going to seduce uh, this time. You know, yeah. it's a whole new, a whole new crop of seducible coworkers. I so many marriages. I didn't consider that. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of new possibilities. Yeah, a lot of fresh yeah. meat. A lot of fresh meat. I mean, they seem quite old. I think a lot of people are going to be quite old at my new job. <laughs> are you going to let that stop you? I said it. <laughs> no. We don't. We don't know what what these affectations are going to be, Chaz. So you know, they're going to be just new, go yeah, with the you flow. Don't want to predict anything. You just want to see what yeah. comes yeah. over the horizon and like mm. what new cycles are going to got to see what comes. Yeah. 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 Who comes? Just in the spout. <laughs> in the spout of fall? life, you need to be the incy wincy spider. Yeah, I'm climbing yeah. up the spout. And you stop climbing the up the spout. Just, the water is just like washing me down. It's just, calm just all get, the time. Just get swept out the spout, like an incy wincy like spider. I have been. I feel like I have been swept out the spout, and I want someone to just like pick me up and like put me up the spout, <laughs> just like halfway up, so I don't have to keep doing this like spout climbing. What's up I'm that sick spout of it. though? What was the spider looking Pussy. for up that spout? Pussy. Oh. Maybe I should climb up the spout. Maybe you should. <laughs> Maybe you should find your own spout, you know, George, and be like, yeah. time to start start climbing the spout. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There <laughs> we go. Sounding the spout. Okay. There we go. That's five um, minutes of gold. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, this has been Who Watches the Watch. We'll catch you next time. Um we haven't snuck. We haven't snuck in a joke about nine eleven yet. I think we need to push uh, it a bit more. What if the spout was nine eleven? There we go. Okay. They did second, make. Did you hear? I didn't actually listen. I just. I just read the. I just read the lyrics to the new Fallout Boy song where they covered. Uh, we didn't start the fire, uh, but like with events from, from like after that song. I haven't even dared look at that. Wait, that's real. I thought you were. I thought you were doing no. a bit. No. No, it's real. <laughs> Do they mention? It came enough? out today. They must yes, do. but uh, but they but they f- did they mention the They did a bad job <laughs> because Every- they didn't do what the uh, what the, it made me appreciate the Billy Joel song, which I hate. I think it says I like Billy Joel, but that's a bad song. Oh my god! But it made me appreciate it a lot more because the Fallout Boy lyrics are so much worse. It's they didn't put them in order, so they just put them in whatever. Yeah. 
I love that. It's not chronological. Sorry. And it ends mm. on 9-11 for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, it ends what... on second plane hit the <laughs> tower. The, the fucking Polygon article about this is somehow Fallout Boy made an all-time bad song even worse. We didn't start with like this. Cass Maybe this song Texas failed electric grid. Like, Jeff Bezos say what you want about why Rhino goes extinct. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. Pacific, yeah, say what you want about we didn't start the fire. At least it rhymes, Some and at least aliens. it like, uh, at least it fits the very simple meter. Mars rover, Avatar, <laughs> self-driving electric cars, SSRIs, <laughs> Prince and the Queen dies, <laughs> World Trade, Second Plane. What else do I have to say? Nine <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, Prince and the Queen die, but not Diana. When is I this starting from? The first one. 1989. Okay. She died in about then. <laughs> she died in like 96. Is that when Billy Joel wrote that song? There's a, there's also you, you know what you know what else doesn't get mentioned in the song that is covering the last like 30 years uh, and that makes references to like trying to think of sorry just watching the video for it and you know what um it has a, like a time cut thing of um. All of the prime ministers the Brits had in like the last three years. So at funny. one point in this song, there is a black and white image of Liz Truss looking lost. That's quite. That's quite fun. Right, that's what I was going to say. She's like, not in there, and I think she should be in there. It um, mentions Boris Johnson, but it. Uh, you know what else isn't in there in the novel coronavirus? Wait, oh, they yeah. left out. Her. How it didn't could you happen. leave that out? <laughs> oh my god, that isn't in there. That's like yeah, we've got like one of the biggest like, events in the past twenty years by a long we shot. Have the the Fermi yeah. paradox, Kurt Cobain like, Pokemon. We've got Metroid. We have Black Parade. Metroid. Firefest. Metroid. Yeah. So Firefest is in robot there. Was but the novel coronavirus. <laughs> Keaton Batman. It's important. Um, I think like the Christian Bale Batman is more significant than the Michael Keaton Batman. That's just Definitely. my opinion in like a current cultural yeah. context. Oh, yeah. I agree. Twilight's in here. Twilight. Yeah. But no novel coronavirus nineteen. Cambridge what? Analytica. Stranger Kings and yeah. the fucking yeah the fucking ever given boat is in it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> remember that? That's an important event. I would have left that in. I would have put that, that in fun. too. Did they um, did they sneak in the Titanic sub yet? <laughs> no, I don't think they had the time. It was probably it was probably already done. Well, they can put that in the next the time. one. I, I think they're probably so mad they didn't. They're just gonna make one so- one a whole song about the Titanic sub. It's George. You're gonna love this. You know what else is in there? Ooh. ISIS, LeBron James, Shinzo Abe, blown away. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> Never it makes forget. it sound like they all got killed at the same time. ISIS, LeBron yeah. James. <laughs> it makes it sound like LeBron yeah, James Shinzo is Abe. in ISIS. <laughs> ISIS, we ISIS and LeBron James blew away Shinzo Abe. I'm suppressing uh, ISIS, LeBron James thoughts. I'm ISIS, suppressing LeBron them. James. I don't even know very much about LeBron James. <laughs> uh, I know I there's like a vine that goes to LeBron James. I love it's just like a list of things. Like it is bad as a as a as a song. Nuclear accident, Fukushima, Japan. So yep. <laughs> nuclear accident. Monsanto, GMOs, Oklahoma City bomb. Yep. I mean, 
it's LA. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just like a whole ice, thing. Ice Robert Jr., Robert Downey Jr., so Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a T-shirt which just has all of these words written on them in order. No punctuation. <laughs> I think we should do our we should do our own version. I think we, sh- we should do better. one for all the bits it's that we repeatedly do on this podcast. Like, so that it's like 9/11 jokes, prone masturbation, Tom Cruise come, masturbation, Palmer. Every every fucking fan edit, like the fucking we didn't start the Homestuck song, like we didn't all of those. Start the Homestuck. Now that's good. That's a good one. That's oh, a good version. Yeah. All of those like fan versions are like retroactively becoming better. <laughs> They're good. You can't fight the Homestuck. It's so true. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm really impressed by this actually. Um, I'm I'm very upset by this. <laughs> Fallout Boy should not do that. What's the what's the song like? Is it is it like pop punk? Haven't, haven't listened. It's pop punk, yeah. Okay, I don't. Yeah, see I'm listening to it now. How they're allowed to do this? Whoever has great, the rights great. to the original should not have given it to them. <laughs> White rhino goes extinct. Great Pacific garbage patch. Tom DeLonge and aliens. <laughs> yeah, it rhymes. <laughs> You're right. How is Tom DeLonge in it? Like, uh, I don't know who like that is. This is one of their friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy from Blink One Eighty Two who is an alien guy. Like, how are self-driving but cars? The, like, here? if you're a pop punk, when they don't even if exist. you're a pop punk <laughs> band, you don't get to put another pop punk guy in your. Like, Billy Joel didn't have like Elton John in the original version. They should have had a line in this about um, uh, all time low being pedophiles. Um, I think that would have been some funny beef to start in a cover oh, of this song. Ju- I just, I just, I, I just had a thought. They're really making. It's we didn't start the fire, but it's every pop punk band that has been outed as containing a sex offender. <laughs> so all of them. <laughs> yeah. So like all of them. I listened Lost to Perfect. a bit of it, and you're not going to believe it, but it's not very good. <laughs> really, they're, they're not very like. If you if you look at the lyrics and think that doesn't quite fit the meter of the song, they're not doing a great job. Like if you think maybe the singing is gonna make them fit, it doesn't. I like, think what makes what I think is quite funny is that because the original song presumably like had like black and white footage of events because it was from a period mm-hmm. of time where TVs were black and white. In this one, it is from a time where TVs were not black and white, but they made it look wow. like old 1950s TV stuff anyway. <laughs> wow, they put it in yeah. the sim- simulacrum. They fucking That's what I was going to say. It. It's like just truly the same, like put, put in the simulacrum machine. Uh, and they just got like oh, the damn. lists of the things on like a projector screen, presumably because they're not actually allowed to put like footage from Harry Potter in here. <laughs> this might be the first skeuomorphic song that someone has done. Incredible. <laughs> This is someone in the Bronze Age making a flint dagger to look like a bronze dagger. Incredible. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Trent meant One to thing I really love is that you think the comments, if you look at the comments, everyone loves it. Like, That's because people and are stupid and they just like see some jingling keys and they're it, clapping like, and they're laughing and they're making gurgling baby noises. <laughs> are you talking to I, me? This, this, this is a comment by a real cupcake upvoted up 94 times saying, I love how this isn't just a cover. But it's basically an updated version. Yes, that is what. That is what. Well done. Well done. This song needs to be rewritten for every generation in the future. No. Because the fire has always been and will always be. What fire? I said that this is not true. Uh, Chris Carlyle5676 says 
I sent this to my uncle and he said almost the same thing. Revise Billy Joey, yes, every generation needs that. It's good to see where the historical accents are. Stuff I wouldn't have thought of were included which are important for forming that era. Thumbs up emoji. Like what? I don't think like your Tom uncle Le- said that. The and aliens. It's like, yeah, it's really important that we remember the like, two front man uh, for the future when people will be like, wow, remember that historical event where the blink 182 guy got really into aliens and everyone will be nodding and be like yes just like in the just like in the song i remember that well this this is just one of those sidejack memes of all the guys like pointing at things but it's like the past 30 years <laughs> uh, anyway let's just like let's get into this ed- episode yeah. of podcast hello, i think there's not going to be a lot to say because yeah. it's just like a good book so i feel yeah. like <laughs> Hello and oh welcome God. to Who Starts the Fire. Um, no. A, a, a show about Billy <laughs> Joel's song, Who Started the Fire. That would be pretty good, actually, if you like went through each thing. That and would be a really good like, April Fool episode. Like, cut that, oh, oh, no. cut that out. I've started Janosch and Jazz's 97th podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds fun. Um, does that really exist? Okay. Do that for the Patreon or something. Um, <laughs> Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm-hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for sandbines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Vines find himself in the same circumstances. And I really trust you. I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch. It's Harry Pratchett read slash watch podcast. Hosted by four class traitors um, who are facing guilt by association because we know people who own things that are gold. Um, I'm your host, Chaz, and uh, is that a truncheon in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Um, I'm your host, Robin, and I'm going back in time to find my boss as a child um and make him normal (laughs) (laughs) i'm janos from the end of this episode and i have to make sure that it uh, that it actually happens because if we don't record this episode then that will have horrible consequences Maybe I'll kill my wife or something <laughs> if that happens. So I have, to, I have to stop myself from doing that. What's up, heterosexuals? We're coming to you from the straight pride submarine. <laughs> Let's get crushed. <laughs> I'm your host, George. George is currently the one person who sat on the toilet and thus the only person able to see out of the um, straight pride submarine. <laughs> yeah. uh, the rest of us yeah. are watching it on a monitor. And I'm thinking, yeah. about, this- I'm thinking about women on that submarine. On the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this, if this episode is, like, really short, it's because we had to cut out all the slurs we were saying, because we were all calling George sis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, sorry, I, I, I can call this. myself sis, but um, you can't call me that, so... Okay, are you reclaiming it? Cancelled. Sis I pride, am reclaiming let's go, it, yeah. sisters. 
Yeah. Um. Every day I struggle with my body that it looks broadly similar to how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. How I feel that sounds be. very difficult to you. It must be really hard to like yeah. make art and stuff, and people must be very cruel to you on the street. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, They're like what's up, sis boy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what up, sissy? <laughs> yeah, um, don't you think that being homosexual is, you know, isn't that problematic? You're not thinking about women. I respect women, so I think about them. <laughs> Me I'm too. here all week. That's so brave. Yeah. yeah. Saying that. You should Finally. be here. It's Pride Month. You should be somewhere else. You should be staying in your straight boy submarine at the bottom I, of the ocean, slowly like slowly being pulverized into like the thinnest pate imaginable so you could hey, be spread on a piece of you can't toast. Have, except for one key word, that was our male living space. Um I mean look at it. There was no furniture, they all sat on the floor. It was grey, uh, no decoration. <laughs> It really was the Armail living space of yeah. submarines. That's like, so without cute. Without the living. <laughs> yeah. They did have like, got, like, one it's... controller just on yeah. the floor. They got like yeah. one shitty poster of that female tennis player scratching her ass. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's, I love like, that it's poster. Frame. It's just like got like the edges like bent. Yeah. It's like, it's like barely different from like... Uh, Never Walter White poster. Jeremy Fragrance's apartment, except <laughs> there's a huge wall with... Uh, like if if you fill if you fill the submarine up with perfumes, oh, Jeremy <laughs> Fragrance in the, in the submarine. I was imagine being in the same submarine as Jeremy Fragrance. You'd be able to taste him doing push-ups. <laughs> the sheer doing pressure of like the Titanic wreck. all of the like aerosol perfumes in the in the submarine. There's so much of it that the pressure actually like works Liquid against idea. the pressure it works against the pressure <laughs> of the outside and the submarine doesn't explode because like it's reached an equilibrium i just think f- you'd have like this layer on the bottom of the submarine of like both like sweat and re-liquidized you know it smells crazy in there <laughs> <laughs> off of it. jeremy fragrance like six inches away from you in a pressurized steel tube four thousand meters below the sea <laughs> you know I'm not I gay I but dream. I think about it <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a gay experience and just like please I need to get off this I need to get I off this I tried masturbating but of course I'm waiting to do it with my girlfriend and then wife um, girlfriend <laughs> that I turn into the wife that I turn into a wife I assume she'll be pure in some way but I don't know. That's what my preference would be. I'm going um, to fuck life. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'll find my girlfriend uh, under the, in the wreck of the Titanic. Yeah. Uh, that's what I remember happened in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you see, America could never have produced Jeremy Fragrance. America can produce people <laughs> like the urban yogi who drinks his own piss. Or Alex Jones, but they could never have done Jeremy Fragrance. That is a Central European man. But it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I think America, America did produce, like it's he. He's like the, because he's obsessed with America. Oh yeah, yeah like, he can exist America. without America. You know. Yeah, the, yes. the existence of America is essential to Jeremy Fragrance, but he could never be American, if that makes sense. Mm. Like from yeah. America, he never yeah. be brought up like, and like Paul Verhoeven, you know. There. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like um, Wurt van Herzog. Yeah. yeah like, he, he was spawned and he was shaped by, like, you know, his sort of European trauma. And then he came to America to escape his European trauma slash yeah. criminal charges. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, now he's yeah, the boy that we all know from... and tolerate. <laughs> pushing my slider from from like Paul Verhoeven to Jeremy Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, both of these like repressed versus outwardly horny. Yeah, uh, just bizarre, bizarre fragrance guy or or great or or like controversial artist. It's all the same. Do you know, know like the the tailor on like Instagram reels who's just like weirdly he's horny like, towards the men that he's like. Is he the one who's there like little American men flock to me like rats? And no, then he says so little sorry. little Asian men. He's like oh, small no. bisexual Asian men. He does this every single client he ever gets. He has a video introducing them exactly like that in slightly different ways, and it's always something about their ethnicity. And then he says they flock to me like rats. Because they want the good tailoring. <laughs> That's one where I saw because um, he does one where he's like he's do, he's dressing like a like a teenage girl and he's being very good and like normal and presumably because she's a teenage girl so he's just like yes I have mm-hmm. made her this nice suit and then it, it does another one and he's like these little men these Asian men come to me so I can violate them and then he's like <laughs> this guy's ass and I'm like I'm so I, I I'm glad he's got boundaries you know. Of a kind. He's a freak. He's not a pedophile. <laughs> he is a freak. Where is he from? I honestly we can respect can't tell. That. <laughs> I don't know where he's from. He seems like vaguely European. Yeah, maybe <laughs> vaguely European. So true. Um, anyway, this week we read the first third of the book Night Watch by Terence Pratchett. Nightwatch. What a good um, book. How are you, yeah? What are how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Yeah, are you about liking it? it? Are you well, liking, this is so fucking are you good. It? This is such a great book. This is like all the all the times in the watch books we've had so far where Vimes go sicko mode at the end. It's like, what if he did it at the beginning and mm-hmm. then continuously throughout? Yeah. This is Vimes going sicko mode forever. He's, he's, he's falling prey to the beast. He's falling with the beast. I was initially kind of worried because A, this is what the TV show was kind of mostly based on. Yeah. And... B, I, I don't remember how. Oh, it just it looked like time travel um, stuff. Multiple, multiple dimensions and stuff, and but but like um, I kind of don't like time travel stories very much generally. I don't know. I, You're it in one. Me out. <laughs> this is actually this podcast is a time loop. It's a closed loop as well, so you can never actually leave yeah. the podcast. Yeah. That's why we make the same, same jokes over and over again. again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's sort of like that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, we're 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 talking, we're communicating with the future, so that's that's, that's true. Scary. If you're listening wow. to this, it's kind of a time a time travel. Yeah, Just becoming aware that it, I said uh, I don't like time travel stories, and I have watched like a lot, like a lot of Doctor Who. Like a lot, mm. lot That's of Doctor like, Who. That would make anyone. I don't know, that like is time, time travel. travel. That is time travel, but I feel like that's different to a lot of time time travel stories because it's just like the premise of the show. So it's rather it's just like a genre th- convention, right? Like you're like, oh, yeah. we're in the past, but yeah. it's not like, oh no, I've accidentally ended up in the past. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just an excuse to have stories take place in historical periods and also in sci-fi future yeah yeah, yeah. Like, here's... it's not it's not like about time travel not really right? no. like there's no not not a philosophy of time travel to it no. it's so like minorly successful british actor three playing uh, doctor who can be like wow we've gone into the past and met british historical figure aren't they great <laughs> i had remember with queen victoria cool. yeah <laughs> 
I did. Ooh, and he hung out with uh, with Churchill. And my favorite man, Churchill. My <laughs> my favorite of his genocides was the uh, was the Indian one. I fucking. I'm I was, Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, I think it's just because I'm really bored at work. I'm forcing myself to rewatch some of the Eleventh Doctor's ones at the moment, and I think I just mm-hmm. watched maybe the most misogynist episode that I've that I think exists. Which, okay. which Doctor is that? It's the one where River Song is. They, it's let. It's <laughs> starts. Good. Yeah, I know. It's the Let's Kill Hitler one. <laughs> oh yeah. Where she becomes she she regenerates into River Song, and then immediately she's like. Oh, I have to go and weigh myself. Yeah. And like she's tra- like when she's transforming, Thanks, she's Steven. like, "I'm focusing on a dress yeah, size." Yeah, Jordan, like, women. Uh, the Doctor Who podcast where I was on a while ago. Uh, they do like random episodes of Doctor Who, and they just did Let's Go Hitler. So. It's really bad. I think that's um, like one of the worst ones I've ever. I don't seen. think they liked it. No, it's bad. <laughs> um, or the River Song like puzzle. It's so stuff shit. It's just so tiring. It's so shit. Like, um, but we're luckily not talking about River Song today. <laughs> we're talking about a Night Watch. Wait, like, you don't know yet. What if she turns uh, out? Uh, I was like trying to remember like what the River Song thing was because I was like, there's like a whole mystery, and then it was like she was like Amy's Amy and daughter, Rory's baby. Yeah, she's like, but she's uh, also couldn't regenerate. But I don't really remember why. She's like cacketing she herself reg- with like backwards, forwards, yeah, timelines yeah. where she meets. She can regenerate. The doctor, where it's like at the end and the beginning of that, mm-hmm. and then she already knows him. Chaz, the reason. She- and then yeah, it, sorry. It turns out she is like Rory and uh, Amy. Amy and Amy's lost daughter. Melody Pond and yeah. because Melody is like a song and Pond is like a river. That's, That's got him. The reason she can regenerate is because she was conceived in the TARDIS. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Surely loads no, of people were conceived in... That's not, what, that's not how a species works. Um, that's, not like, well, that's not what an alien Lamarck is. Could, um, Lamarck, finally, he has been vindicated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think Lamarck is true. I think that if you stretch really, really hard, then your child will have a longer neck. I think that's you would have happens. been very, very popular in 1940s uh, Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I do is I get my dogs when I'm breeding my dogs and I put them on a little doggy rack and I stretch him out so I can have longer dogs Um, and that's why I'm the world's most successful long dog breeder and also why I've been banned from many countries Um, it's great though because whilst you're doing the dog stretching you can also train them to respond to a bell um, <laughs> Where do you think the sausage dog? <laughs> that's one of mine. That's well, yeah. where you feed so, them loads Robin, of sausage. You said you'd come longer by virtue of the sort of well, you are what you eat principle. Yeah, there's a lot what, of science. Before we, before we forget what we're doing here, Robin said they don't like time travel stories, and then I don't know where that thought led. Doctor so. Oh, I. Yeah, it was just because I I was enjoying Nightwatch, and I was a bit worried initially because. I find I I think they just stress me out more than things normally do for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, which is not a critique of it necessarily, more so that I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate media that makes me uncomfortable. 
We should go back to YA bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I Pretty was going to say. Yeah, we should watch cartoons for children. I was looking at the Goodreads for this. Um, and we're not going to do any reviews today because I haven't pulled any out. But this mm. has a 4.49. More like bad reads. More like bad reads. This has a 4.49 on Goodreads, which means it's being beaten by both Harry Potter and Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Mist and Fury, the second book in that chunky trilogy about fucking sexy fairies sexy fairies sexy fairies no one lets you fuck the fairies you know what, what? i mean if people want to hear about fairies why don't they bloody read uh, uh what's it called jonathan strange and mr norrell why That's don't they one. read the it's yeah I do think th- I do think this is probably like one of the better rated ones, right? Definitely, like for yeah. Terry Pratchett standards, yeah. that's very high. Yeah. yeah, it's a very it's a tight book. You know, like it's got like a this good. Is, the plot is like, yeah. it's 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 got that plot. You know, it's, it's, it's a plot heavy. I mean, this book. is one of the big ones. Like this is one of those like that. If you ask people who are Terry Pratchett fans, what's the best one? Mm. There, this is gonna be one of those that is gonna be named. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. It's not like. There's no like one accepted one that that everyone says is the best one, but it's like one of the three or four. Yeah, yeah. Understandably, it's fucking crazy. I wonder if it's plotted more tightly because I think the nature of any story that has like time travel in it, you have to really lay it all out before you start writing instead of doing the sort of like four hundred words. Like it's also, color of magic type. Now we're doing yeah. this. <laughs> it's also a Vimes book, and the Vimes ones tend to be more tightly plotted in general, just because they are crime novels, and so there's yeah. you know a crime, and then you solve the crime. This is a bit yeah. different in that like and it there's is. not like really a crime. There's just like a circumstance, and he it's has a, to like there's a criminal. A there's a criminal, and he's got to catch a criminal. But like he knows it's who the criminal crime. is, and there's not really a mystery. Yeah. Do you not think? Yeah, I mean, that it's, it's a crime novel, not a mystery. A yeah. I think it's a crime, but I don't think it's... It's not what you have to solve. You have to, like, <laughs> get him. But you don't have to, like, be like, but who's doing it? And how are they poisoning Vednari? You have to be like, yeah. where is Casa? What's he up to? Can I put him in jail? <laughs> yeah. There's a psychopath. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 I want to, and I want to stress, because you said this is a Vimes book, and it is a Vimes book. Yeah. Like, it's not a... It's not a watch It's book. not a watch book. It is... And even for, like, I think especially for, for Terry... It is, he has that, like, usually he has that, like, lingering narrative thing where he goes, like, in and out of people's POVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is... Just entirely some, him. This is, like, 90% Vimes POV, yeah. I think. Like, there's, at least up to this point, there's, like, one bit that is from, from like, the Wizards Mm-mm. and one bit that is from, like, Lutze, but it's usually, like, three or four pages. There's, like, one bit from, like, Miss Palms, but it's always, like... But every once in a while, there's like two or three pages that is from someone else, and then it goes back to Vines. Yeah, yeah, there's one central story. They don't have like other Watchmen figuring something else out and over there, and then we swap back. Like, there's no Angua and Carrot story, or mm. like Cuddy story, or like you know. Um, I think. Yeah. I think Terry kind of wrote himself into a situation where he had to stick to one, like predominant yeah. narrative. Yeah. yeah. Which I think. Which I think yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he did it. It's it's got room to breathe, um, because and of that. Uh, I think and it's a good one to stick to, right? Because he can write like Vimes is 
one of those who can write he can write best like yeah because uh, he's also a grumpy he's also like a some yeah. older guy who doesn't like paying taxes yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's also you know it's supposed to be like this pivotal moment of vimes's life where like his wife is about to go into labor yeah. and he's about to become a dad he's having he's a midlife also, crisis he is having a midlife crisis like he's got to the point where he's looking at his position he's like oh i'm a duke now i'm commander of the watch but i spend a lot of time like doing managerial stuff and like doing ceremonial stuff and the assassins guild won't even try and kill me anymore <laughs> I've got, he's got to this point where he's like wow i've got everything i ever wanted and my life is so boring and i don't know i sort of wish i could go back to you know it starts with him being like i wish i could go back to when things were simple and i could just you know i just had to worry about myself and feel the streets and now he gets sort of gets that wish like in a sort of fucked up way which i think oh, yeah. is, is very fun i've got the perfect analogy for the uh the dumb hogs who hawk from our slop trough because they understand nothing more than gaming uh that's true it's like this is a it's like in a video and game by gamers when you get one of those levels or areas where they take all of your equipment and skills away and you have to just use your own wits to survive. <laughs> yeah. And get your equipment like back from a locker. Yeah, you're in a jail cell and you have to get out of a jail cell and then get all your stuff uh-huh. back immediately from like a chest where they've conveniently put everything. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, oh, you're like a fine. really thin guy, but then there's like some like some like magic thing and then it like fills you up and then you're like buffed Mm-mm. up again and then you have to fight like a really huge monster and you have to like <laughs> learn how to dodge yeah, it's, the beginning, it's the beginning of a of a souls game <laughs> you it's, like the, jail cell. it's like the island in breath of the wild where they take all your stuff away and you just have to run around like throwing bombs at people and hitting them with sticks it's good that's what vimes mm. is doing here metaphorically but the bombs truth bombs Wow. He's learning how to dodge. And the sticks are his personality. Yeah. yeah. Have you considered weaponizing bureaucracy yeah, to resist a totalitarian state? Mm-hmm. He's like, Dan, maybe there's a really reason. It really is just like in... Uh, just like in uh, I, I don't remember who it was in Breath of the Wild, but in the in the new Zelda game, in, in Tears of the Kingdom, there's this, like, this, like goat man. Oh, cool. God. Goated the man. like... <laughs> Who is like after he after after you like run around a bit, he shows up and he like tells you what's up and this is that that's Lutze. <laughs> yeah. I did I did a little pog in the in in real life when Lutze turned up. I was there like I know that guy. I did the Marvel pointing thing where they're like, oh my god, it's Schlumberwamba. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Robin stood up and clapped. There are some like fun cameos like. Because like so, this all takes the beginning of this book takes place in the present, and then it goes back to the past, obviously. Um, but we get all fun cameos, but in, in mm. sort of in both. But like the younger version in the in the in the past, you get like the young version of Rosie Palms and like the young version of Colon and stuff like that. Whereas like which is fun and you sort of do the pointing thing of like oh those guys. But Vimes is also doing the pointing thing, so that's also fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whereas, oh my god, I just remembered Veterinary. Okay, never mind. There is some. There is some more POV. There is another POV. So Veterinary is going to be in it. There's a, there's another there's another POV bit that's quite significant. Um, but, I wonder um, who it could be. It could be anyone. This is such a Vimesonary book. But um, there's a- boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's meant to be um there's there's stuff in the yeah in the present as well which is sort of fun like we do get the wizards having a little cameo we've got wrinkly like full full wrinkly wizard stuff out mm, full um, in the bath out. yeah 
Yeah, you think you think Chaz was just talking about the regular wizard staff that they hold? In I'm their talking hands about his his way. adult man penis, no. his cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the he one does. is a penis. It's his, it's the one does a dick. Yeah, and he uh, he puts it into uh, Ponda Stibbons's hat. He does put that it does. in. He does put his dick into <laughs> Ponda Stibbons's hat. Mm. And we can presume it just sort of stays there on its own while he's like gesticulating and it's like hanging off his dick. Because that's does how that I mean like it was it. erect? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I like to think he's always said by it, right? Um, <laughs> he was fully a, talked up. <laughs> there's there's a fun bit. <laughs> he's a little chap. There's a, there's a fun bit where Ponder Stevens is trying to explain where Vimes has gone to Carrot. And Carrot is just like, oh, okay, he's gone into the past. And then Ponder's like upset because he's he's confused as to how someone can actually understand what he's talking about so quickly that I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Um... We also get some like Buggy Swires stuff. Who's a gnome who rides birds? Um, buggy Swires. He's doing a lot of like reconnaissance, and we sort of see. This is a good bit, and we can sort of see how well the watch functions and like how smoothly it functions in the in the present day to give us like a good contrast to how dysfunctional it is when Vimes goes back to the past. Um, which I think, yeah, it's good. It's fun. You can no, see how policing improves. Well, all our friends are here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very copy. It's a lot of cop stuff happening here. Obviously, it's a lot of cop. But yeah. It, yeah, it's it's um. What do we think about that? I uh, I don't know. I don't have anything <laughs> new to say that we haven't. Yeah, said it's like the classic stuff yet. of like this is what policemen are like in a fantasy world where policemen are like different. Whereas I don't know, like it. You know, when he goes back to the past, that's sort of like... He's like, wow, these guys are fucking criminals who are awful. And it's sort of... I guess it's, like, presented that without Vimes, the watch would just be the same and they would just be criminals. But, yeah. like, through the force of Vimes's singular personality, he's managed to, like, transform <laughs> the ethics and, and, like, behaviors of the police force. Which is, like, it's fun for a book character, but it's obviously fake. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's how we're going to solve the police in real life. Yeah. One good apple. Yeah, we're gonna send a we're gonna send a guy back to the past. We made, we made the first good cop in a lab, and he, and we're gonna send him into the past. Yeah. Oh, that'd be. A I'm good, gonna like, send him back, and he's movie. he's gonna fuck Robert Peel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only Robert Peel was here today, then everything would be fine. Because the police were good in the Victorian uh, era. They were. Yeah. Really and that nice man guys. is Jordan Peel. Yeah. <laughs> The guy was sent back. Who are we? Who are we gonna send back to solve the police force? Um, Sending Kiss Tama back. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it is. It is interesting um, because this I whole book is the like. <laughs> I I respect the uh, the activity of the Cable Street particulars, and I think if we just let them go on their merry way then nothing would go wrong i welcome the uh, riot act and i would encourage you to read it further to see what it has to say <laughs> <laughs> i think that we can i think that we can all agree that a uh, a curfew is just what is necessary at this particular <laughs> juncture yeah so there's kgb there's, there's oh yeah there's like this book has black shirts in it. yeah <laughs> i was like oh they're doing Secret police. Yeah, they're doing Gestapo shit. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, yeah this is one of the politics books. Yeah, do, he goes back to like the past. The politics books. And Where politics is. We we've never heard about this before. 
but now there was like a whole thing that happened in Atmorepork. Um Yeah, they had goddamn fucking Les Miserables in Atmorepork they did some... thirty years ago and hadn't mentioned it previously. <laughs> There was like a twenty-five, the twenty-fifth of May. There was some sort of thing that happened to do with barricades. We don't really know that much about it yet, but it was to do with Lord Winder, who's the psychotic um, patrician, I guess, or like ruler of the city at this particular at this particular period. And he becomes very paranoid after having an assassination attempt and starts like putting in curfews and arresting people for saying dissenting things and doing a lot of torture and other assorted things. People are not happy, you know. People Luckily, aren't, people aren't happy about He doesn't it. have to worry because absolutely no one is planning to overthrow him. Yeah. No. Nobody. No. Well, there's the thing is like when you become well, that Terry says it's like when you become insane and paranoid, it makes people more likely to try. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they're like this guy is crazy. I love all the seamstress stuff in this. Yeah, is it, I I love the girls. <laughs> yeah. I like the agony aunts. The agony aunts, they're a classic. They're very scary. Two scary yeah. old women, except I guess they're younger women in this in the past. No eternal, I think. Not quite as old. Yeah. Mm. Um, we've we got Rosie Palms, and we've got another woman who's an actual seamstress who repairs clothes um, so, for when people turn up and need clothes actually being repaired, you know? What are they calling her again now um, to to save off confusion? They agreed to like call her needlewoman. Like needlewoman, needle yeah. Work, yeah, yeah. Needle... Seamstress. <laughs> Seamstress. No, that's... No. <laughs> that's the <Yeah>. other ones. <laughs> it doesn't avoid confusion, George. And she gets all the customers, because there's a lot of... <laughs> she gets paid more, yeah. Young men who... Uh... Looking, for, looking for help. I love, I love the droopy old man coming to the door and be like, Oh, miss, I, I, my wife died and I can't dance socks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't take care of it on my own. <laughs> That's good. Mm, good, good comedy bits. I did laugh. Yeah, and we've good. got um, we've got Doctor Lorne who does oh, he, messy doctoring. He, he does like abortions. I love him. <laughs> I love him. Instant, instant top ten character for me. <laughs> yeah, Mossy Lorne. Great name. Incredible name. Um, very dry. Very fun. Does all the all the back alley stuff that you need him to do. He delivers babies, does abortions, sews up criminals. He's just like, you know, he's your classic your classic secret doctor. And he's heroes. great. I love him. He does he does fucking foreign medicine, which is medicine that doesn't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> medicine that works. <laughs> Clatch. It's a scary nice... medicine that's like, yeah, supposed to keep you alive. Nice little yeah, they have a very controversial from... idea of trying to fix people yeah um, I mean, Arab- arabic doctors in like the ninth century were like we will remove your cataracts with this hollow needle and then doctors in britain in the same period were like we don't have doctors put this pigeon shit on you <laughs> i think you should start inhaling cocaine you should, you should eat lead and also like bury half a bean in the ground after like reciting a, a chant and then burn the yeah. other half and like that will that will solve all your problems you know we will, we're we gonna get this tapeworm out of you by like burning bacon yeah. yeah in in a short 
um, aside and in a sort of quick defense of some of the doctors of that era, I think if my doctor's <laughs> advice had been to do a lot of cocaine and laudanum and go to the seaside, <laughs> I think that that would have improved me greatly. I think I would have felt absolutely brilliant. So yeah, some things long, may yeah. have worked. <laughs> That was that was the happy medium between our woke modern medicine today and bad old medicine. That was when medicine now, was hard. Now my doctor almost never prescribes me cocaine. Yeah, my doctor these days will be like, "Are you sure it's not in your head?" And that's like most of what they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you sure you're not just crazy? At Hello, least in those days, they would just like assume that you probably were crazy. Yeah. yeah it's like you can have a phone yeah. appointment once every six months where we're gonna tell you that you're insane yeah. the doctors are like actually i didn't really need that leg anyway yeah i am going to put um, a medical device inside you through a very small hole in your body and um no it is standard practice that we won't use anesthetic just yeah, shove it in cool. there you just, put, just shove it in, in. Put um, it in. It, you will experience I- some pain but that's normal everyone experiences pain <laughs> Life is about pain. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to feel pain. Medicine's good now. I'm glad we got to this point. You're welcome, Medicine is good now. (laughs) I am glad not to die in childbirth. Like, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, so that's fun. Uh, What else happens that that's, like, fun and we should talk about? Well, there's there's this there's this there's this scary guy, Carcer. That's he a fucked quite... up guy. What if a guy was scary? He, he's a guy who thinks crime is funny, and there's something chilling about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's funny to kill people? <laughs> is that a joke? Is that some sort of? Are you some sort of man who makes jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I'm pre- dying of pretending I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Are you some sort of scary, scary joking man who goes haha and likes to kill? That's that's crazy. Um, and he likes to kill policemen. It's wrong. Yeah, it's bad. How dare he? <laughs> yeah, can't condone that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um. Yeah, he's crazy, and he's also in the past. And he killed the previous John Keel, who taught Vimes everything he knew original as Vimes. a young man. Uh, the original Vimes, baby Vimes. Vimes. One. So now Vimes' old old version has to has to be the mentor to his young self and take his place in the past. And that's sort of like what's going. That's like what this book is about. He's got to like, yeah. you know, go back to the past. And, and teach his younger self how to be a good policeman. <laughs> how to save the yeah, world like from this. being shit. I, I, I really like this uh, this approach to time travel. Well, the sort of like, slotting in style. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Like the way the way Lutze explains how, like... Cause it's, it's always fun with Terry, because, like, all his science is going to be, like, because of quantum, so he can, like, hand wave a little bit. Yeah, like, there's a lot of that here. But it... It it makes it makes sense just enough, right? Like in his mm. uh, in his own like uh, in his own. It's like established skewed time logic, stuff. yeah, yeah, twisted logic. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen, we can cr- we can preserve the future that you're from, but we have to sort of fill in the gaps. So you have to sort of make it similar enough that we can run both timelines side by side and then like merge them again afterwards. Um, which is a fine like that. That's a fun concept. Fun. Because it's always like, yeah, you it's, don't want to change. You got the time travel stories where it's like, if you change something, then it's definitely going to change the future, and so you have to be careful. And then ones oh, yeah. where it like, 
it's always will have had happened so it's like fine and this is sort of closer to the second one but like with its own sort of fun way of like he still has to do things yeah you know he just has to be himself yeah (laughs) yeah and i think that's good i think that's what's relieved some of my anxiety around time travel stories for me because I think it is the yeah. butterfly effect thing that makes me go, no! <laughs> oh, yeah, they made scary. a freak this, fu- this scary story where a guy went to hunt <laughs> dinosaurs in the past and then stubs turned on a bug. And then the president was a fascist. And I was like, damn. <laughs> what was that story own. called again? <laughs> Did you have Did to you read that I story? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought... I don't know. Is that some... No, I don't know. No, there, I, we did have to. We did have to read a story, like a short story. I can't remember who it's by or what it's called, but a guy goes hunting in the past with a time travel company to shoot dinosaurs for fun, or like maybe not watch to shoot dinosaurs, <laughs> but he goes off the path and stands on a butterfly or or a beetle or something, and then uh, he comes back in time, and the presidential election that was supposed to be going to like a normal guy is going to a crazy guy. <laughs> No, not my oh, normal no. guy. <laughs> not my normal president. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hate that for yeah, to be a be crazy, crazy guy if a fascist got president. elected. Yeah. yeah. What if what if a guy got elected and then he was like, "Look at these documents. <laughs> They're so cool. Don't come too near them." I'm not supposed I am to have obs- these. I know it's boring to talk about Trump, but I'm still pretty obsessed with that clip of him going, I did everything right and they indicted me. They indicted <laughs> me. <laughs> I haven't been able to stop me saying know. that around the house. <laughs> I, do that. I can't do it. Uh, just the, the, the intonation of it is insane. Right. It's a real whine to it. It's hard to do. Yeah. So did, we'll, you, did you see how the <laughs> how the um, Shirot woman was like, this is a huge victory, but for justice. And I'm not celebrating because I'm happy he got indicted because that's wrong to celebrate that. I'm celebrating because justice won. Yeah. Why do these people justice get off? nuts. Nice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I thought Because like the letter of the law won. Like something like that. Like Sure. Yeah, it's the, the yeah. rule. <laughs> I'm, I'm cheering for the rule of law. <laughs> Um. <laughs> it's actually bad to, to uh, cheer for the consequences of someone's own actions uh, as a bad person coming back to bite them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that so tasteful. I, I hate the consequences of my own actions. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's bad to cheer for a bad guy, probably rapist, getting kicked in the nuts and like from yeah, that makes you as, That makes you as bad as them. You yeah. know what I mean? It always makes me think of like when I was at an ACORN meeting and um, we were talking about like how we had to target a particular councilman and this old woman who'd come, well not even that old, she was like I think in her 60s, who'd, it was like obviously her first meeting and she stood up and was like I don't think we should target people because that's wrong. We should like try and change the system rather than targeting people as individuals and it's like that's not... <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. gonna be a rude awakening when she realizes yeah, she's in a not, union. That, that's <laughs> not how you get like the fucking traffic lights changed or whatever. You don't do it by like, wow, I'm gonna change the system that does the traffic lights. That's not how you do anything on a community level. It's so yeah. insane. And then she was like, if you kill a dictator, then someone else will just like take their place. And it's like, not, not necessarily, not really. <laughs> it doesn't always happen. It didn't happen in Spain. And then you get to like send that picture to their granddaughter on Twitter because they're also <laughs> yeah forever. It's like wow, we should never have killed Mussolini because like 
He should have just been, you know, he should have changed his system instead. Damn, by her logic, Hitler did something wrong by killing Hitler. Yeah. How do you try changing the system? Uh, it's I thought that killing dictators is a pretty quick way to change the system in many cases. Many it's like changing. So it's this very funny, like Doesn't liberal brain. And sometimes it's worse sort of after, but ideology and then applying it to things that make it like more and more obviously insane. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a guy in the pub last week, and I was, I was quite drunk already. Yeah, <laughs> and he unfortunately said one of my like um, Manchurian candidate trigger words, which was like, "We need to move towards the center." And very oh, politely, yeah. I was just like, uh, um, uh, "The center no. of what, baby?" <laughs> oh, exactly. I tried to point out that you have to sort of have fixed political political convictions instead of something relative to others. And he was just like, but but violent revolution, uh, you're choosing to kill people. And I'm like, it's not really what I'm saying, to be honest. I, I don't think that we do need a violent revolution like now. I don't think that's something that's going to happen or is good, you know? But he thinks that you were thinking that. Yeah, and that means it's so equivalent. So that's what matters. Both sides He's arguing with the imaginary bad. version of you that exists in his head. Yeah, which I kept having to reassure him wasn't real. And was just so trying exhausting. to bite like that, the words that um, have you considered that maybe because you've met some annoying leftists who say stupid shit, it doesn't mean that they're equally a threat <laughs> as the far right is. Uh, actually, people being mean to me on Twitter is the same as people going and perpetrating like mass violent shootings and other other events. Yeah. It's sort of the same. If you think about how yeah. offended and hurt I personally am, it's sort of the same level, if not worse, to be mean to me specifically. Yeah, we need to move towards the center, which is a place where no one's mean to me. <laughs> I think that's what it is. That's what the center is to these people. It's a place where I don't have to feel bad, and people won't be mean to me or make me feel bad. I asked him. Yeah. I asked him very politely and very pointedly what, um, what he, who, who on the left, uh, he was particularly like on the sort of extreme left. He was particularly worried about, and what positions they had that he was worried about, like that were sort of realistically close to being enacted in pa- into power. And funnily enough, he wasn't sure. <laughs> um, sort of the bad thing. He's against the bad things. Wow. Yeah, Great. it's about the principle. It's not about concrete examples. And actually, it's an ad hominem if you ask him that. Yeah, yeah. yeah ad hominem him. Do I like Stalin? Um, Do I like Lenin? <laughs> not really in a lot of ways. Um uh, but does, I mean, it's what, not about liking people. Was the, uh, was the, uh, was the Russian did Revolution go to like, my God party? good? <laughs> yeah? Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I don't think that he would have been nice to me on Twitter, so I don't really like him as a political thinker. Um, mm. And that's just my opinion. You have to respect it because it's my opinion. Yeah, but I was extremely nice to him and very polite and listened to him. Um, and that's why I tweeted that the Soviet Union too would give me a, a medal for being polite to liberals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's but that why, is what this book is about. Yeah, it it sort of I don't know, like it kind of is about enacting sort of political change. We haven't got too much of it yet. We're really yeah. in the setup at the moment. We've just gotten to the bit where Vimes has sort of found his. Mm found his feet in the past you know he's been made um 
Got some boots. He's got some boots. He's euphoric at the feel of the ground beneath his <laughs> beneath his wet toes. He's feeling the ground. That's He's feeling rascal the Sibyl is always uh, changing his boots to good ones. Yeah. Damn. The boots theory. It's actually problematic when you force men to uh, do self care. <laughs> the real boots theory. The real Vimes boots theory is the thin boots are good and I like them because, <laughs> because the ground is real and it's authentic, actually. So, yeah. That's so true. No one ever brings that up. Huh? Yeah, he's uh, he's got to the past and he's like, you know, he's 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 bashing in heads. He's asserting his dominance amongst the precinct. He's mm. he's weeding out the bad, the bad I love policemen. The, I love the whole bit of, like, uh, well, first of all, he... Right, first is clueless, so he's just thrown into the cell. He sees, um, he sees fucking Kaiser there in the other cell, and it's scary. Mm. And then, and then he sees like this other guy snouty, and he's like completely lost. Right, like he's like, how the fuck am I gonna get out of this? Tune in uh, next time to see how how Cape Crusade. You know, he realizes he's in the past and everything. And then after he gets after after like Lutze gives him like a crash course and. Yeah, what's debriefed. going on? What he needs to do, uh, and he's like, "Okay, you're back <laughs> now. Do your magic." And then he does. Like I love the bit where he like convinces. Uh, I forgot the name of the old um, captain. Like Tin, something. It's definitely like that. not that, but something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Captain Tim. Uh, I. <laughs> captain Tinder. Captain. Tinsel, Captain Tinsy, Captain... Captain Timony. We're giving him nothing He's here. He's talking to... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 none of these I'm feel sorry. right. I don't know what to suggest. I can't remember the guy's <laughs> name either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Captain uh. Tantony? <laughs> no. Captain Swing. So, the way he, like, completely goes vibes mode on this guy from the past to convince him that he's John Keel and that actually he needs to give him money even though he was yeah. a prisoner just like a second <laughs> ago is really cool it's reverse card he flips the tables it's fantastic he it's says so ah, I see what you were trying to do there but actually you know these handcuffs are, they're actually not the best look I've already got out of them but you know I will teach you everything I know for $25 <laughs> up front if you give it to me right now and also get me some armor and some weapons and promote me so I don't have to take orders from any of these fucking guys that I hate I need a special little rank with a crown on it um, so you're welcome and I'll see you I'll see you tomorrow um, bye it's great and it works there's um I it think is great. Tilden is the name Tilden. of the captain, so none of, none of us got it right. I wouldn't have got there. That's close. Um, Terry Pratchett watched a James Bond movie while he was writing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like the whole scene where Lutze is like trying to keep time from like progress, like vines from bouncing back because they had to like rectify things. And he talks to a man named Q, who's there like, oh, here's a bunch of gadgets that I have that will decapitate anybody you like. Yeah, anybody but we've met know. him. We've met him before. We've we met, met him Q. in um, Thief of Time. Yeah. That's true, but I still think every time he pops up. <laughs> That's cute. And I, I, I do just think Terry Pratchett was just watching I, James Bond. Well, he has a James Bond probably, reference. I know. This was, yeah. this was around the time when they started doing 
like the James Bond films in the nineties and early thousands had like increasingly insane. Oh, those were bits. bad. And then yeah. they had fucking John Cleese. And that was when well. John Cleese was Q. Yeah. Yeah. Then Q yeah, stopped being canceled. really racist. It was weird. <laughs> it was like comedy isn't good anymore. It was weird that Q kept saying that. I mean, because he was bad in the like. I'm. I like John Cleese in a lot of old stuff. Cancelled. Uh, I the, he he's great he's in, the, in in the Great he's Muppet Caper. Like he's very funny in that, and you know all the Monty Python stuff. They they gave him not like he's terrible as Q. I don't think I've ever seen role. any of those ones. I mean, all you do is show him how the special pen works, and then they're no good. Like Pierce Brosnan is the is the Pierce Brosnan era is like the worst one out of all of them. I don't even think that's controversial to say. (laughs) Well, it's what I grew up with, so therefore it's the best. (laughs) I don't think I saw any of them. I didn't see. Maybe if they're they're probably gonna make the next one woke, and they're gonna be even worse. Well, they made Q because of woke. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to affect the way that he makes um he's he makes, coming like, over for a gadget. glass of wine he's going to be he's going to be like i made you this handbag james bond that has an exploding <laughs> device in it and he's gonna be like a handbag i don't use for a handbag sake. and he's gonna be like oh sorry it's because i'm gay <laughs> and i got confused as to what bags men have um and it's gonna yeah, be all really, these, it's gonna be all really these funny this this woke it's gonna be so crazy when woke James Bond is gonna be like on His Majesty's Secret Service like that's a bit gay. Oh yeah, His you're trying to pretend the Queen can be a man. Service. Yeah, there's only two monarch genders. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. No, I, I know. I know. I honestly believe that. I know it's there's a, a James Bond dead. reference. Um, because it's barely a James Bond reference. It's just like a James Bond. It's just bit. James Bond. Um, yeah. I just mean that, like, I, mean, I, I just feel I like believe that Terry is like typing, oh, and he's it. like, "Oh, I thought it's the other way around." Where he's like writing a qubit, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna put on a James Bond movie now because now I feel like it." Yeah. And then he like puts away the book for like two hours, and then he comes back, and then Q shows up. And he, oh fuck! I gotta watch another one of these. It is kind yeah, of James Bond because, like, sorry, you said you go first. I was just gonna say it's kind of James Bond because you know he's on a he's on a secret mission. He's been given his mission by Lucy, and now he's like got to be undercover and he's got to you know participate in all this stuff. So it's kind of you know it's kind of Bondy a bit. Hmm. I was thinking, he's you know, a um, you know, uh, um, they they hired Roald Dahl to write one of the James Bond films in the sixties when he was like a, a hot. I think it was quite racist. Uh, yes, it was the one where you go entirely Japanese. Yeah, that Bond, was real Bond has, Bond has yellow face, and then they go into a volcano. They probably had yes. to like, they probably had to pay Roald Dahl loads of money so it wasn't a volcano full of like Jewish people. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, how much do you think they had to cut to make it only as badly racist as it was? <laughs> I say, Bond, uh, they're all Jews. It's a bit funny, etc. Uh, I don't know, I funny. Um, <laughs> hey guys, right, this, is, gonna, this is my impression of what James Bond is anti-Semitic. James Bond and I'm anti-Semitic. There we go. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to hear my impression of anti-Semitic James Bond? No. <laughs> the name's Bond. James Bond. I'm anti-Semitic. <laughs> commentary no. another great sound clip <laughs> uh, oh no 
Uh, let's cut this whole bit. Uh, but imagine if they got <laughs> Terry Pratchett to write a James Bond movie in the same way. I think uh, it yeah, would. But. James Bond would be like, I'm such a silly boy and I can't do anything right. I'm so stupid. And then there'd be a really hot woman would appear and she'd be like, I hate you, James Bond. God, You're so, so stupid. Better. And then it's she's going to of... be like really competent. And then at the end, they're going to be in love. It's kind it of a reversal hard. of the Bond girl role in a way. Mm. Mm. Like it it's, yeah. it's like the, the Cherry Pratchett boys. It'd be progressive. It would be progressive. Mm. <laughs> be I feel like there's some... The name's There's Bond, like Eric two Bond. or three Bond girls that are like uh, that are like that, but it's rare, and then they die or something. Yeah, yeah if you're a woman and you're competent, then you probably deserve to die yeah. because, like, what are you doing? <laughs> or they're like, or they're like, uh, like a bitch, you know? They hate you, hate yeah. them. Kind of I hate women. Yeah, or they're like they're like lesbian, but James yeah. Bond turns them. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're well, like, I'm yeah, lesbian. that one's just that one's just really really bad. That that one. That's <laughs> quite bad. Yes, he he literally yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pussy galore, isn't it? Yes, yeah. uh, he then rapes her, so, you know. Hooray, and James Bond. It. Yeah, it's not good. What a clash of shit got real dark. I don't back. like that one. <laughs> I think the... I, look, Pierce Brosnan Bond, obviously the worst one, but I think Sean Connery is also like pretty much at the bottom because a lot of those movies were like very... Are there any good <laughs> ones? <laughs> I think from Russia, from Russia with love is quite good. I like from like Russia. Out of the, out of the, out of the, because that's where Sean Connor like still gave a shit. Like, but but he pretty he pretty quickly settled into the role where he was like, phoning it in. You know, just taking the paycheck and phoning it in, and then he had to like they had to bring him back when he was already too old because the Lazenby one bombed so much. Bring back yeah, I think that was the one where he was like old and wearing clown makeup or some shit I like say, that. I say, Bond, yeah. you've turned Australian. We're going to make you Scottish again. <laughs> you die, mate. <laughs> what are we, Kill James Bond? Well, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never heard of it. So, <laughs> yeah, so he's been given his mission by Lucy and he, he does have to be like, he has to get competent. He's got to be competent. He's got to, you know, he's got to be a good teacher. Good. That's not like where we're at, and it's it is fun to see how skeevy the previous watch is. Like they just love to take bribes to let prisoners out. Um, they suck so bad. Yeah, there was. They're also quite stupid. They are stupid. They're stealing food from the horse to give it to like this guy's pet pig. Um, <laughs> it's like you know, it's corrupt. It's incompetent. They have some bells. They're always doing pranks. They give young Vimes the heavy bell as like an own. They're like you get the cringe, you get the cringe bell. That is like the perfect like stupid guy prank to put on someone. Like <laughs> we gave you the heavy bell. <laughs> what, what <laughs> Look at the thin guy go with the with the cringe bell. Yeah, what a big bell he's got. Oh, you get that from Notre Dame, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get some. We get some fun bits where he's teaching him how to like walk down the street in policeman style, you know, so he can mm. conserve energy. And he's like, "Damn, it's crazy how you already know the route that we're supposed to be going on, yeah. even though you're from like Sudopolis." And he's like, uh-huh, "Yeah, I did my homework. It's fine. Don't even worry about it." Um, Fuck this guy being too smart. Yeah, he's like, "God, I hate my past." Oh, it's self. me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so smart. Um, and he's like, and his his 
Charles Elf's like, wow, it's all going to be different if Lord Snapcase was in charge. And he's like, this kid is so stupid, doesn't know anything about politics, and is also going to get himself killed. This yeah. well, has never been me. This has never been me. It's quite sad, because you, you see this, like, young lad, hopefully yeah, naive, naive, uh, you know, green-faced, green-eared, green-behind-the-ears. Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this green faced guy. And he you know, you know, all hope in his eyes and it can only go upwards and then you know that at the beginning of Guards Guards he's like literally in the gutter and an Yeah, he's like a he's like an alcoholic who's incapable of functioning. Yeah. yeah. And as Vine says, he's gonna be hammered on the anvil of life. <laughs> so dear. Mm. And you gotta make sure that he turns into that. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta make this kid as depressed and as alcoholic as possible, <laughs> so he can fight. So he can fight this fucking dragon and marry my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Cucked by my past. Can you yeah. like this? But but in like twenty five years, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be slightly better than you were. <laughs> Listen, there's, there's going to be some hard times. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Yeah. But you will get your dick wet. But <laughs> you will have sex with a duchess, and she will <laughs> she will get pregnant with your child. You are going to you are going to get her so pregnant. It's insane. You are going to get. And to I not can't in. tell you if it's going to work out well because uh, I need to get back to that. Yeah. Planet, so. I'm hoping that it's fine, but it's difficult to sort of tell what's going to happen because it's in the future. Don't worry about it's it. It's kind of an existential moment for me where like my entire life is going to turn around, and I'm not prepared to face that yet. So yeah. So here I am in the past. So I, it's not like I want to be here, but now that I'm already here, you know, might it's as well have some fun. I think it's good. Um, it is very tight thematically, yeah, with the whole confronting his past stuff and like seeing where the city's been and where it's going and like seeing his own place in that as well. I think is quite cool. Um, police propaganda notwithstanding, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's good. It's a good. I really don't have all that much to say about it because it's yeah, very good. This is, it's hard to analyze good film, good books. This is the time, one of the times where it's I've had the urge to continue reading the most. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was like, uh, I had the had the audio book on for 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 a walk a couple of days ago. And I was like, I've got to keep walking because I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, it is. There's. I know a lot of. Well, I know everything that's coming up, and there's some great shit coming up uh that i'm very excited for so i'm just yeah i'm like bouncing i'm bouncing on the edge of my seat like come on bring bring the rest of nightwatch the good book mm -hmm. i want to see all the shit i'm extremely excited for all of the seamstress plotting that seems to be happening i want to see where that goes they're involved yeah they're great something something lilac who knows who mm -hmm. knows there's, there's a great bit where there's they go a... they go see keel's grave like nobby and oh, yeah. do yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Before we know about, like, Vimes' Vimes's relationship to him and who he is. But there's, like, a bunch of graves in the graveyard um, to do with the 25th of May or whatever and the lilac. And they go and they pay their respects. And Red Shoe is there and he's also involved because, like, <laughs> his grave is there. <laughs> which is fun. It's fun how it's sort of, like, retconning all their relationships to each other. I think it's quite, it's quite good. 
Mm. Um, I like the guy that... who runs the graveyard, Leggy. Leggy. Yeah. His name is Legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate <laughs> Sometimes first. the mother's proud. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimate first. Legitimate first. <laughs> yeah. He's um, just yeah. got a real weird um, energy we do... to him. I'd fuck Leggy. Yeah, yeah. Damn. He loves those graves. He loves putting the bones in the crypt Damn. by size order. To... So they're all big size. Size. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he promises the watch guys that uh, good spots. You know, if they good views. If they, if, yeah, if they, they're gonna get good spots, but like they know he's lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, you need a you need a man who knows his ossuaries. You do. Yeah, yeah. What a great An word, ossuarian. He's a cool type of like. I love these. I love these Terry guys who are just like guys who have a very like thankless job but are thriving in it yeah. they're also just like these insane like, characters the, where they're the gonna piss be in... king yeah <laughs> harry king. king i love harry king the piss king <laughs> yeah he's like there's gonna be a character who's gonna do this or like gonna have a conversation about this so it gives the the audience some information but it's gonna be like he's gonna be in one scene but he's gonna be like a crazy guy and he's gonna have all these particular personality traits and he's gonna be like this and he's gonna you know he's gonna be obsessed with skulls or whatever he's like this is the jailer and he's like called like snuffly and he's like now dude his nose has been caved in and yeah nah (laughs) yeah I think that had this book come out at a different time, then Leggy would have become a Tumblr sexy man. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I think Vernari is always just going to be the Tumblr sexy man. Oh, no, no. Yeah, in, but you can have multiple. <laughs> no. Why not? Yeah, Why not? Like a you get one. one. a main one. For, no doubles. Franchise. No doubles. This might just be your own personal sexy man, Robin, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's fine. He's my yeah. legitimate sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think there's gonna be fan art of this guy. Probably uh, not. Too brief. I'll draw it. I'll draw fan art of legitimate. I, think, I don't know how think, to spell legitimate. I think Casa would be a Tumblr sexy man. Oh, absolutely. Yes. No. Yes. They'd be like, "Oh, my poisoned, my poisoned cinnamon roll." He's so terrible, but it makes him sexy because he's a murderer. <laughs> Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of, they kind of sexumanified like uh, tea time in fucking the Hawkfather movie, right? Shit. Like, yeah. They're eating, and when I say sexumanified, you know, obviously it needs to be like not conventionally attractive. So it's like, wasn't wasn't he supposed to be like a little baby faced guy though? Yeah, he's supposed to be like yeah, innocent well looking cast, and cherubic. Yeah, I think he is well cast. I think he's pretty mm. good. Is it called yeah, Casa because it's because it's carceral? <laughs> Probably well, just like the maybe, state. Maybe he's called carcinogenic yeah. because he's a cancer. Hey. I don't. I don't remember just what like he me. did in the like in in the show. I don't remember. He either. was like he was like an echo terrorist or something like that. Uh, not echo, but like some like guy with a cause, yeah. right? He yeah. was a. He was actually. He was like, like leftist. He was like mild, mild, like he had like sympathetic elements instead of just being a like guy who liked stabbing, yeah. and stealing, and was annoying. 
Yeah. Mm. I remember so little about no, the show. Like, I could not tell you. Past, past, like, like a strange past stream. the exposition desert. desert like, anything that happened after exposition desert, I'm like... I remember they go to like, there in I don't know what the last, like, four episodes universe. were. I remember the, the, lady, the lady in the lake raising the resist fist. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember but that. Why, though? Uh... I remember the alternative universe where, like, Carrot was a complete shit. Oh, yeah, Evil Carrot. And they made Carrot, him yeah. clean. Um, they just, like, slicked his hair down. Who was, oh, like, done was dirty jail. by the entire show? Like, yeah, I, they did not I don't think Carrot. anyone has done as dirty in any piece of media as Carrot, uh, quite frankly, as Carrot has been in that show. We've read the first ten pages of God's Guards, and Carrot is a dumb guy. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot is stupid. Yeah. That's what his character's about. He's big and, and I, stupid I do and he loves Angua. John Keel was somehow in some in some respect in the show, but he was like not Vimes or something. Yeah. What? God, I really don't remember. God, That's I crazy. Remember, remember how <laughs> Angua's background was changed from her being from like a fascist rich family to her being from like a kind of traveler like coded <laughs> werewolf yeah. man and then forced to that's kill her cool. childhood best friend <laughs> yeah. yeah that's in the exposition desert but we don't remember anything after that the homophobia uh, the homophobia mines oh, the homophobia. Yeah. I remember the homophobia yeah. mines um, yeah if you embrace homophobia you become magic or something yeah, like my that my secret power Homophobia. <laughs> mm. right, right, Captain right, Planet right. on media podcast. If you, I mean, but they My they should power? they should have something like that for the. Homophobia. They, they should have they have have like something like that for the straights. Where like if you embrace this, even though it's a slur. Yeah. But if you embrace that for yourself, you know, you become like super, uh, ma- You become magically cis. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying power? to like. Cisgender. <laughs> this is not a visual medium, is it? No, no but it was a nice half <laughs> all the same. Thank you. Do you remember when when Sybil was doing prisoner re-education? Oh, oh my, my god, god, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking forgot Sybil was in that show. I mean, yeah, what, yeah, she... she was what if, what if she was a shit. different character entirely? <laughs> yeah. What if, she was, what if she was skinny and also insane? Yeah. And a what if she did Abu Grave? <laughs> <laughs> but positive. <laughs> but it's good. What if it was Abu Grave but good? No one is talking about this. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is gonna be a, this is a good book though. Uh, unlike it the watch television series, this is like a cool book that we it's enjoy some, reading. Yeah, got some really good writing. I forgot okay. to highlight any of it because I was too like swept up by enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it so does good. like pull yeah. you in. And it I'm does. like, damn, there's so much going on. That's, when that's Vine fun. started like firing that police officer, I was like, that's, it's great. It's just a great. Let's go. It's so gripping. Yeah, the crazy go, gamers. The crazy thing is, like in the in the in the last book, like we were talking about how like amazing Morris is so good because it's like he wrote a leaner, leaner, meaner book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 200 pages, so it's go go go. This is like. This is like one of the thicker books, and it's still like it doesn't feel meandering at any point. No, like, no. Most of it's it so is dense. Extremely frenetic. It is Vimes having yeah. like yeah, just in like panic react mode over and over again, and until like one sort of break where Lucy is like, calm down a bit and think think through this. 
explains <laughs> yeah. a few things and he's like mm. doing he's he just goes sicko mode and have more sort of direction way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and it's such a good moment in like the garden of silence what's it called quiet like garden or something garden of reflection yeah garden of it's such a good system. moment of like of like having that uh having that like okay calm down moment like it's even that doesn't feel like it stops right like it's uh it's like necessary to like yeah to continue and not be insane and it's it's like exposition but like it's really interesting exposition i don't know like yes it's not like it's not like you're like oh we got to do because uh it's 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 because there's 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 other shit that does that like i think I think whenever, like, I, I've noticed better examples, but, like, whenever Homestuck, like, starts, like, explaining shit to you, how the time travel mechanics or whatever, the loop arounds work, it's uh, like the, your the brain starts bursting. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, and it feels like a chore to sit through all the scientific explanations. And this one is just, like, presented so effortlessly like because we already love Lutze he's a cool guy mm. so I guess yeah, yeah we, all, saying, we already know what the procrastinators are you know are you saying that this book yeah. is better than Homestuck <laughs> better than Homestuck yeah I don't think that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit clean what I, I I learned well not recently it's been a while ago but I never I never talked to I never mentioned this to anyone this is an information I learned and then and then just kept it for myself but i i am i'm being very vulnerable now to uh talk about this moment where i found out that homestuck is on goodreads yeah (laughs) and it has a 4.59 so better who means this book then yeah Um, so yeah it's better than than nightwatch then yeah the objective system has decided (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Terry. Eight thousand one hundred and twenty-four pages, comma ebook. I'm not sure about <laughs> calling it an ebook. I think there's no options for whatever. Home it's not many pages. <laughs> it's a gothic fiction. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else to add about this book? Not yet, gamers. That'll be mm. next time. Yeah, we're gonna be adding so much more next time. We famously yeah. in the in the middle in the middle episode, we famously have a lot to say. About, about the, the book, book. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say to our <laughs> listeners, don't worry your pretty little heads about it. It'll be okay. Don't worry, kids. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Fine. We'll be it's okay. We'll all be going to end up, and it doesn't seem like it will be fine, to be honest, because there's a, there's a big, like, um, I don't know what's the word for it. It's not a cliffhanger. What's it called when, when there's information that isn't revealed to us? Like, it cuts away. From that, uh, is there a name for that? That's I don't know, but it's like it's like the opposite of the dramatic bit... irony, dramatic, yeah, coppery. It's yeah. So there's there's that bit where Lutze is talking to uh, to Vimes and Vimes is like, hold on, I remember this. If I become John Keel, I remember what happened like a couple of days after this. And then we don't, and then Lutze is like, yeah, let's talk about that. And we don't hear what they talk about then. So mm. there is this, like, sense of doom hanging over that. Yeah, because it's um, like, Vimes knows that there's history happening. And that he yeah. knows where the history is going to go. 
Um, yeah. Like he talks he as says, well about oh, like shit. the wizards. Wizards at a function, like talking about the glorious twenty fifth of May or something, and arguing about causality and like if they'd like put the barricades in different places and if they'd like assaulted something differently then maybe it would have been different and he gets really mad about it but it is like mentioned as a as a thing that someone that people have talked about before about this event so that's exciting um maybe can the past be changed how does history work is it les mis let's go can love bloom on a battlefield i'm can love bloom on a battlefield <laughs> Um, I'm very excited. There, there to is keep a reading. song. There is a song. He keeps singing a song, which I am assuming will be relevant. Um, mm-hmm. See how they rise up. See how they rise up. No, he's see how they rise up. He's singing uh, the horny hedgehog song. He's singing fireworks by Katy Perry. He's singing. He's singing. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. The Fallout Boy version. That's a wrap on the episode. Discworld. <laughs> Discworld. We didn't start the fire. Okay. Um, Thank you for listening to Who Watches the Watch. Thank you. A Discworld podcast. Um, we hope you had a nice time. I certainly did. I hope you did masturbate. I did um, the bare minimum for you, and you'd better be grateful for it. You could, if if you've been, like, edging this whole episode, oh, like, no. dick out. <laughs> You're allowed. Uh, before this entire thing, I feel, like, so tense right now. And then, uh, I guess you're waiting for the Patreon name drop. Yeah. I bet those balls are really just felt Yeah, well, you're if, you're listening, to... if you're listening for the Patreon name drop, well, <laughs> here it is. You can donate three euros a month to get your to get access to our bonus content, or five euros a month to get your name shouted out like these people. Loading. Patrons, there we go. <laughs> I, like to, I pronounce it Patron. Right. Thank you to um... oui, the Patreon. Huh? What? C'est bon, the Patreon. Oui. I'm not miserable anymore. Uh, you sure don't want to swear. Okay, I'm ready to do the Patreon names. Who are these women? Who Sorry, love women? So long. This is a great so website. Uh, I'm miserable every day, and they don't too. make a they don't make a musical about me. All right. So thank you to. <laughs> Thank you to our brave uh, listeners um, who pay, who 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 still who still dare give us money after all this abuse. There, frankly, they've been getting from us. Um, they like it. Who are Terran? Oh, merci, merci beaucoup. Sarah McClintock. Oh, yeah, thank you, bien. thank you so much. Mark Succubus. Magnifique. Lever, Evan DM, EO the Nightmare, Big Titty Goth Treadwife, Antigone Progony, and a special shout out for everyone who gives us even more money so we can crank their metaphorical hogs even harder uh, who are Tintin Slime Simon Plush Wraith Jason Hage Gardar and Big Flat Bunt Thank you to all of those uh, people for their generous contribution to the fund keeps us alive I hope you enjoy 
I hope you consider giving to us too, <laughs> dear listener. Um, we'll post something to the Patreon again. We will. Because, yes. This uh, casting part is uh, unreasonable, but uh, that is most things of the Anglo-Saxon nature. Huh? <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, yeah, we will. Or you can, and you can come to the Discord and argue with us. I'm always there. To I'm mm. not always there, but I will argue with you if you ask me to. Like that's fine. <laughs> I am um, always there. Yeah, no, she's there. He can you argue never, with you. You never ask. Uh, you never argue with me, Chaz. That's because I'm fighting you in my mind all the time, George. <laughs> I'm never not fighting you in my mind. That's, that's zero. Nice. Are you winning? No, I'm <laughs> losing in general. I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is an extension of that. That's um, the make it marketplace of ideas, baby. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm losing I'm losing money in the marketplace of ideas. Inflation has really gotten to me recently. <laughs> the interest rates is really it's really fucking with my marketplace of ideas. There is got, high interest out, on my ideas. I took out a variable rate mortgage on my buy to let marketplace of ideas and, <laughs> and holy now I can't shit, keep it's not it. profitable anymore. My mind palace is being foreclosed on. Oh no, the mortgage on my might palace is untenable. Alright, I, I, I almost said crank it, I almost said crank it with your ass, but that's the wrong one. That's it's bad. Uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, Bjorn the arm is dead. He's you not born yet. Oh, he's dead. He's not Bjorn yet. With your derriere. He's Bjorn. Are you sorry? Uh, the granny uh, where the vac says, How does the glory 25th Should of I say May? Stan Nigel. Stan Nigel. Stan L- listen to oh. our episode with Desert Island Discworld. It's fun. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I've got a shaving my cheeks and I'm very excited. Bye. 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 Bye.